Welcome home. We are uh, back here at Pappas. I took a deep ah, exhale, my yoga breath. I'm trying to sit up, sit back, fix my back. Back actually feels better. Thank you, Dr. Steve, for adjusting me at 721 this morning and getting me over here. We're at Pappas. Uh, we're in Cockeysville. Oh, my back feels uh, this good at, at, at 5 o'clock. I tell you what, it is hour 34. Five, hour 36 right now of 40 hours. We'll be here at 5 o'clock today. It's all brought to you by friends at the Maryland Lottery. I have the 10 times the cash prizes. We had a 10, 10x yesterday. We, somebody won $2 times 10s, $20. So it's a nice little uh, win. We had a little haul over at State, State Fair. Uh, it's been a long week. Uh, I've learned a lot this week. I've met lots of new folks. I, I loved Veronica Land Davis from uh, Hopewell. I've just met uh, the, the woman from Grace and Oak Mission on Monday was my, she looked like my mother and she talked like my aunt and she kind of stole my heart. Uh, so I'm going to have to figure that out because I've always walked past the Grace and Hope Mission uh, down there on Gay Street and it, there's this beautiful sign. But then there are people like I've been knowing for a while. Mark Brodinsky's one of those guys. Marty Bass once nicknamed him The Blade. He was the executive producer of Don and Marty for I don't know how many years. Uh, he is here now. Uh, I'm going to wear my wacky window nation hat for you because you matter, Mark Brodinsky, and uh, you have a movement. You you love animals as much as I love animals. I dragged poor Johnny Rollo uh, out last week or yesterday to State Fair to talk about uh, his work with, uh, with Barks and with Show Your Soft Side. Um, you're here to talk about Be More Humane and Baltimore Humane Society, uh, which is where I've gotten both of my little lovebirds. Um, so my, my cat has been obsessed with the board, the light bright board that I have here. So she gets up and stares at all the lights. So I've taken it away because I'm doing radio, <laughs> but she keeps sitting in the chair where I've been sort of rehearsing, not screwing this up all week. And she's been sleeping in the chair, like the studio chair. Like all week at four in the morning, and I picked her up this morning, and I put her in with my wife, and she starts purring, and she cuddles up. There's nothing better than animals, dude. How are you? I'm great. You used to be a morning show animal. Here. How are you? Everything good? I'm awesome. I was at the Bark wedding uh, this past weekend. They had a canine wedding at the Lord Baltimore charity event. It was awesome. It was awesome. What is they this? They married two dogs, and it was a and it was a fundraiser. Them? I think they're already, yeah, I think they're already adopted, but they wouldn't oh, get married. Oh, the so owner the wanted owners, to get yeah, married. Yeah. It's like best in show. That's it, was like, a, it was a real wedding. <laughs> there was dancing. There was food. That was, it was amazing. Oh, uh, well, you're here for a couple of reasons. And I was on your show. I'm going to fix your audio, by the way, because your audio, it came back. I put it on the radio. I'm like, we got to fix Mark's problem. Right. Um, well, you're a professional. I mean, tell me what you did and how I know you, because anybody that ever listened to Don and Marty... Marty used to give a shout-out to the Blade. This was the Blade for many years, right? Uh-huh. I still am the Blade. You are the Blade. I, I'll never not be the Blade. But, yeah, but you're I, only the Blade to a couple of people. There are only certain people in my life, special people, who call me the Blade. I and call I you allow you to do that, right? So, yeah, I was the producer. This was a Mark Belanger reference, or was it not? It's, it's a longer story than that. Okay, but, but you were more like a Swiss I'm a Army sharp, knife. I'm a sharp guy. Okay, right? you were a Swiss Army knife. Is that what it was? Something like that. All right, all right, go ahead. But then I had my own segment called Fly Friday, so I flew in the chopper, so the blade worked really well, too. Blade. You flew in the chopper? For five years, I did uh, Fly Friday. We'd just go check out cool stuff every Friday morning. I produced it. I told him where to go. We'd, we'd go watch them make snow in the mountains. We flew to Atlantic City one time. We'd fly over schools, get all the kids out there early, form the letters of the school. We would do corn mazes. We'd get people in their pools in the morning. It was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. 
It was always funny because I, I would do the morning show in the 90s um, before Jay Newman threw me off uh, and told everybody that I could never be on Channel 13. Again, it's true. Um, Shocker. What was shocking is when I confronted him about it, he absolutely refuted it ever happened. Tried to shake my hand and pretend that my dying wife was thrown off the air. Because the awful thing. But I, I, Marty, I would do the things like in 94, 5, 6, 7, I was their opening day, your opening day guy. Mm-hmm. And you put that little earpiece, IFB, what was it called? I hated having that IFB, thing in my yeah. ear. Uh-huh. Yeah, I hated it. A little, uh, little uh-huh. thing in my ear. And Marty would always say, don't be nervous. There's a million people watching. Well, welcome back. And he would do this whole thing, make me nervous as hell. Because right. I was a radio guy, and I, my knees were buckled already. And I felt that this week when guests have come who don't t- normally do radio, and they're really nervous. You know? Right. Like, really nervous. And I'm trying. I've had guests, like, knock down drinks before they go on to try. And I'm like, that's the worst thing you can do. Because, like, I want you sober. I want you here. I don't mm. want you... But it'll make me unnervous. No, it'll make you a bad guess, probably. Right, exactly. Um, I don't mind. I mean, you did this every day. Guests were always nervous. And you were, like, the front line to try to unnerve them. Marty would get me all gassed up, though. Marty would say, only a million people watching. Welcome back. And I'll be like, oh, what am I going to do? But I mean, you, being the producer of that show kind of got you ready for, for this, right? You're doing You Matter. But you did these segments with Be More Humane. You're doing what I've done i mean this is who you are i mean you're you're a special dude mark thank you yeah i went from tv into insurance and then i was doing storytelling that's how i sat down with you and jen when she was first go around right but not just storytelling you were picking people with really compelling stories and correct and survival story real life ish not you know i was telling stories of courage hope and inspiration and you know what reality everyone has a story because everyone you'll ever meet in your entire life is going through something. And your struggle will be your gift the world will fall in love with. So we want you to tell your story. Because everyone struggles with something. Say that again. That's pretty profound, dude. Your struggle, struggle will be your gift Look at Danny. the world will fall in love with. He's not with. struggling. My special <laughs> Olympian. He's coming. He's already got me on a webcam. He's got a, I'm gonna, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to. Here. This is Danny. Look. <laughs> Dan, you're videoing me. I'm going to video you. All right? Coming in here and hijacking me, Danny. Danny's. We're gonna get a bowl of soup. I'm gonna. Danny's my friend. We've been friends for. I've been knowing him since he was this big. You really? know, his struggle is my inspiration too. You're right. You know, right. I mean, whatever somebody's struggling with, when you share that, there's a courage in that, in that that openness and that transparency. That if you're human. You connect to that. In the same way my wife puts some tearjerker thing on on TV and I get caught up in it. I don't know these people or whatever, but when you tell a story, we're all human. You know, there's, there's, a, there's a connection made with that. And everyone has a story. Your struggle is what? Give me that again. Your struggle will be your gift that the world will fall in love with. Your struggle will be the, your gift that the world will fall in love with. Wow. Glad I brought you on, man. That's profound. That's deep. And that's what I believe. And that's why I did the storytelling. And then it moved into this You Matter movement. I had a calling like 2015. You know, you have to kind of listen to things inside of you. You've got to get quiet. And I just knew that I had this calling that I'm going to be committed to positively impacting the lives of a billion people. That's my why, right? And the two most important days in your life are the day you're born and what? The day you figure out why. Correct. So you don't need to know the how. You just got to know your purpose. And a couple of years later, I heard a story about two women in a parking lot. It's not a real story. It was a, a, a mentoring session from this guy, Darren Hardy, I listened to, and he told a story about two women who meet in a grocery store. They move out to the parking lot. One woman's struggling. 
The other woman had been given a gift the day before she had in her purse. It was a card. And she hands the woman who's struggling the card. There's two words on it. You matter. You matter. That's what the Mark Handy's, hands these out to everyone. You matter. Uh, it is his movement. Join the movement. Snap and share and tag. You matter. So you can find. Uh, at, at you matter guy is the uh, IG page. That's the. So you want people to find you on Instagram if they Instagram want. Instagram or my website is youmattermb.com. You matter, you matter MB, MB Mark, my initials. Mark Brodinsky, right. okay. Dot com. Mark is the blade. You matter is this movement. But, you know, you're this guy. Like, I would have you on any time because I love you and you always have something profound to say. But you've texted me like eight times a day and you're like, I, 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 my cause is be more. Yeah, I mean, every, you know, I, you felt like you had to have a cause or a community concern to be here. But the be more humane thing is, um, I, 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 it, it's been my cause over the course of time. And when I had. John Rollo on, who went to the other state fair, the one at the fairgrounds. <laughs> I heard that, yeah. So with John the wrong came place, over right? to Catonsville. I mean, he drove all the way to Catonsville. I felt awful. Uh, but he came to Catonsville yesterday and did the dog thing. And it took him sitting next to me. First off, Mark Kierokowski from our Little League team show. It was crazy day. Uh, it's been a crazy week all the way around. But his inspiration for me was, I remember seeing his video about adopting a dog. That made me, and the Be More Humane people I knew a little bit, they had asked me to do different things, and I always told them, I, if we ever get an animal, I'll get it from you. And we went out to Nicodemus Road in um, the spring of 2011, and I had promised my wife that we were going to get a, an animal, and I didn't really want an animal. I mean, I was pretty on the record about that. And this animal changed my life, like literally... Uh, Kitty, and it's gonna, you're going to make me cry. I'm at nine and a half. Don't make me go over ten. Uh, that's what the Andrews Laughing Gas people are here for four o'clock. Um, but we went out there and adopted her, and she lived six and a half years under our care. She died in Wembley weekend when the Ravens took the knee, and we didn't make it 13 days, and I was back at it being more humane, mm-hmm. and we got our little bundle of love. So one of the most important things in my life is my kitty cat, and uh, she came from Be More Humane. So, like, you can have all the time in the world that you want to promote Be More Humane, Blade. Yeah, we just became volunteers, my wife and I. She has a, a dog who's a rescue, a Ralph. He's a little crazy, but you love him, right? And there's nothing like an animal. And as a matter of fact, this is what I say all the time, especially for dogs. A dog is just God spelled backwards. There's my little girl right there. I want everybody to see her. If, if you don't follow me on social media, if you do, you'll get enough. That's Nala. That's my little girl. She came from uh, some Be More Humane. Um, I was so distraught um, when we lost our, our first cat that um, I was out there for two days just laying in the cages with these cats trying to figure out if there was a connection. And we wound up. I looked at dozens of cats, and it just it wasn't. We went back a second day. There was a, a bonded mother-son pair that we were considering. And, and then after all this, we still were at, like, a despair level. And then I saw a cat in a, in a little cage that they had just brought out. It was a kitten. It looked, she looked physically in the back like our other cat. Our other cat was diluted, diluted, diluted calico. So it was like grayish. And we saw this cat, and Jen's like, a kitten? And I'm like, that cat right there, let me go see that cat. And the cat had a cone on its head, and she was this big, and the cone was like this. And I pulled her out of the cage, and I wanted a pointer just to make sure she was healthy to follow the red dot. She followed the red dot, but she, I picked her up, and she came out, 
and she kissed me on the nose. She literally kissed my nose. She's this big. And I'm like, we're taking this one. No regrets. You'll never, re- it, you'll never regret the love you get of an animal. I promise you that. And you want to give back to them. It's sad that they're in these places, right? I mean, they're being cared for the best they can, but you can volunteer. You can go walk them. You can bring supplies. There's a ton of things you can do to help animals who are basically in distress. The, re- the reason they need walkers is to get these animals out of the shelter every day get them out fresh air because they get really stressed being in this environment. Listen to other animals cry and, you know, you, you, you got to give back to them. They're helpless. And where else in your life besides a child can you experience unconditional love? Period. Nonstop. It never ends. As long as you treat them right, which All right, you, you should. I'm going home hang with my cat. <laughs> Sorry, Dan. I have a dog named Ollie. He just turned 15. He's one of the greatest gifts of my entire life. Um, mine and my family's. It's just... There's nothing like it. And you think about one day when he's not going to be here and your heart breaks. You, you know, someone loses an animal. I can't think about that. No. Don't make me it's, think about that. No, you will cry. So, Be more humane. A, uh, Blade's here to promote them. They do really cool. They do the, uh, the, the black tie tail, tat tail thing mm-hmm. that they do every year. They do yeah. that in the spring, I think. Blade, yeah, if there's I a spring event. Uh-huh. So they're always looking to, you know, they need funds just like every other philanthropic organization and so them and barks too the bark event i don't everything was donated this past weekend to barks the hotel the food the the dj i mean it's amazing what people will give back for animals they're important they're a huge part of our lives and you have to respect it and you want that like i said unconditional love besides a child where else do you get that well Every night from uh, my kitty, Nala. Mark Bradinsky is here. He is the You Matter movement. Uh, a great guest here on a Friday. We're at Pappas. It's a cup of Super Bowl. It's Crab Cake Row. Um, if you bring us good things for the Maryland Food Bank, and we've been talking about the Maryland Food Bank all week, and uh, uh, food, uh, uh, the, the abundance we have in this country, in our society, in life, to take care of people. I talk about Wise Markets and Royal Farms and these folks that sell us food, and they are huge. I mean, I just find out, like, leftover foods. and I mean, there's not one pantry that hasn't talked about their local Wise, their local supermarket pitching in and people pitching in. Uh, Carmen Del Guecho came on as well. I highly encourage you to listen to that segment because I learned a lot um, about what they can do with a dollar and what you could do with a dollar. But we would love for you to bring out some canned goods if you have some in your pantry and put them in the uh, pantry. And we're, 4.40 today, a couple hours from now, we're going to have the folks out from UMCS Food Pantry. And they're, uh, they're over, they're really close to Coco's, kind of by Morgan State. Uh, so we're going to be giving the things here today to them. We've been doing this all week long. And uh, Blade had me on his show uh, about a month ago talking about this event, but more talking about 25 years of uh, doing Baltimore sports radio. And, uh, you know, when I've run our piece, the piece you did with me, Last week and this week to kind of promote this and also give people a break from Nasty Nestor a little bit, not, you know, talking about what I do and why I do it is what I talk to you about. Um, it's about and, contribution. Yeah, and how it's changed, you know? Like, that happened for me in the 90s. Like, I got invited by the Ed Block people, 92, 93, 94. I was doing their events, you know, the, the, the big event they do in March, and I was doing the table and learning about Ed Block being a trainer and taking care of people and compassion and, uh, and banged up football players, and it was an award you didn't want to win, the Ed Block Award, because it means you, something really awful happened to you. I go back to those pictures, 93, 94, 95. We didn't have a team here, right? Then the team comes, 95, 96. I was out at St. Vincent Center, um, which is out in North Baltimore County, 
And, you know, I saw these kids and realized that could have been one of them. And it freaked me out. It was like 1995, 96. And I'm like, all right, we're going to roll our sleeves up. We're going to do the Nice Guy Awards. We're going to have Roost 50 did charity for Ed Block for years. Raised hundreds of thousands of dollars for Ed Block back in the day. But my awakening to that was, oh, that could have been me. And like that, you know, and you realize some of this when you're in your 20s, which is where I was, right? I mean, and I had this voice. And then all of a sudden, I was like, I could throw a party, and there could be beer. We could give the money to it. Let's do that, Steve, you know? And the Nice Guy Awards were born. So that was 1996. So we were like, this isn't my first rodeo with doing this, but this week specifically, given what the Ravens have done to me, given that I'm sitting here watching on a television radio row, watching people who do what I do for a living in the room that I did it in for literally, look at it, Mark. I see it. I'm supposed to be there, (laughs) but I'm here, and you would say to me, you're not supposed to be there. Don't take that with deals me. Off. But, but the notion that I did that for a living and these SOBs and Chad Steele and these clowns out in Owings Mills would, would pollute me in the league and think that it's going to wreck my career. And, and it was designed to do that. It was designed to punish me because mm-hmm. I'm not humble enough, according to Steve Bishotti, um, that I'm here doing something that feels way better to me. And like, all week long, I've gone home. My wife's like, how are you doing? I'm like, I sort of did this to occupy myself so that I'm not as pissed off as I am. Because I'm pretty pissed off. You know this. Mm-hmm. But, like, I, I, this occupies me in the same way. And every year, there would be somebody promoting a charity, right? So the, the whole idea to do this here locally and the feedback I've gotten has just been, this is where I'm supposed to be. <laughs> and you right, want- right? I mean, that's what you told me a month ago. This right. is where I was supposed to be. So. I love the podcast, too. Thank you. And I really appreciate your comments saying that you got to talk about who you are, why you do what you do, not just what you do, right? Because we're all miracles, masterpiece, and heroes inside. And what you're doing is giving back to other people this week. So why wouldn't it make you feel good? How could you leave this week, Nestor, and go, oh... That just occupied yeah, my wish time. I wish I were in Vegas no right now no. with a bunch of you're gonna phony baloney. You're going to walk away from this with your heart full for all the people that you talk to who are trying to give back to other people because that's my whole concept of this You Matter movement. There was a philosopher and psychiatrist years ago, William James. He said the deepest principle of human nature is the craving to be appreciated. It's not a wish or desire. It's a craving. You got food and water you have to have to live. You got shelter. You have to have it over your head. We've had a lot of people this week that don't have that that right. I talked about, like literally a lot. And that's a challenge for people, right? And the third thing, though, is to feel that you make a difference, that you matter. The first, without the first two, you'll die physically. Without the third, you'll die inside. Right. And that creates a whole other problem. So this movement I created, I hand these cards out to people all the time. It's amazing, just randomly, right? Or someone gives me service. You give them a card. They look at it. They always flip it over because they think I'm trying to sell something, right? I'm not. But... You can't imagine the look in their eyes when they see those two words because it's a craving we have inside of us. It's in our DNA. You can't not feel that. I took this global to France and to Italy last spring, and same, same reaction. I had the words in French yeah, I was and say, Italian. It, they're yeah. like, no matter. Let me get my translator out. Uh, I had the French. Fr- <laughs> I made, had it made in French and Italian. I thank my, I b- my buddy do. Rob Commodore for coming up with that idea. How's but Rob doing? He's awesome. I see his podcast. Yeah. You, it's your boy. Chiseled. Chiseled, yeah. He was always a listener. His brother, Yvonne, I've known the Commodore. I mean, East Baltimore, man. That's mm-hmm. legit over there. And my boy Mark Palak is in my um, mastermind group. He's a huge sports fan. Loves the Orioles. Well, Ravens. this is where I was going. Not even being pissed off about the Ravens and like all this Super Bowl nonsense. 
since you and I got together, the Orioles changed. It wasn't like, it great? Like, like, yeah. I was listening to you and me last week, and, and there's no reference to, hey, the Orioles. Are, that's it was why before. It, it was a little stale. Like by it the was time prior, ran, right. right, exactly. And I'm like, you, you know, we didn't even get to talk about that. So let's talk about that. You're, I mean, oh. you spent a lot of nights. Your nickname is the Blade. I've already brought up Mark Belanger. There's a whole baseball <laughs> thing there, right? It's, it's, it's the greatest, one of the greatest loves of my life is baseball and the Orioles. I mean, I'm, I'm elated. I can't wait for the season to start. I went to 20 games last year, just watching them, you know, reignited. Right on. Listen to every game, watch every game, and then all of a sudden this happens. Tell me what color ownership. I'm wearing. What am I wearing? I wore orange exactly, today. Exactly, right. I'd have worn that if I hadn't had the shirt well, on. Well, I knew right? I was going to be under the Orioles. We have an Adley Rutschman jersey here and a Gunnar Henderson. It's, it's almost like a shrine they have here at, at yeah. Pappas, you know. Like, they got the whole thing going on here, just uh, uh, ready to make it happen. Um, everything's here except the championship now. But the owner part, the Ripken piece, the local piece, the pitcher, you know, being two days later, right. they're spending $17 million this year, making sure that, like, we have what we need in October. It's which amazing. We did not have amazing how one ace makes the entire rotation stronger. You bring in one person, everything blows up. I mean, it's been forty years. I can't. I was eighteen years old last time we won the World Series. That was fun, wasn't it? Uh, was uh, you want to get back to that, right? You want to feel that again? Um, you make me want to call Rick Dempsey. Is what you're making me. <laughs> well, I I, it, yeah, we really are. It's, it's been a great sports year, right? Like, I mean, two division wins. I mean. I, I said to Luke, and I had Ron Cassie out, and Rasig was out at Coco's on Wednesday. I'm like, we're, we're in a renaissance right now, and it's going to affect the city in a way, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to lift the city in a way. And we talk about the harbor and all these other projects that are going on, but this hope of a new baseball owner and 81 times getting people downtown, drag, making people come downtown, willing people downtown because they want to be a part of something. And... Uh, I can't wait for that. I, I've, you know, the whole Free the Birds movement and, like, all the things that I did, we're waiting for this moment to say, show me how good it can be. Maximize this asset for, on behalf of everyone instead of what they've been for 30 years, which is minimizing their asset for their own whims. You know what I mean? Correct. Like, that's really yeah. what it's been. Um, because the Orioles were only great because people shared in it. Mm-hmm. Like, who made the magic happen, Mark Bradinsky? You made the magic happen, right? Right. Literally, you made the magic happen. That when it gets back to that is when we'll all feel it. You know, you'll you'll feel like you went to twenty games, but when you go down there, it's, it's going to be more vibrant. It's going to be better than it's ever been because these people are going to care about it. I believe that. I, I'm I'm committed to them spending one point eight billion dollars and and letting John Boy run off into the sunset and eat his filet mignon or whatever he's going to do. They didn't buy it for that for the same reason that his old man bought it. They, they bought it because I think Bloomberg, these people are in it because they want to see the city get lifted. Mm-hmm. They, they want to be city champions, not ego champions. I, they, I believe that. Yeah, because they love Baltimore. How much does Bloomberg give to Hopkins? I mean, billions. So they love the city. They, they do want to, see the, they want to see the city thrive and fly. This Bezos investment this- over in Morgan's incredible, too. Yeah, uh-huh. There's a lot of money coming into the city. Transportation, a lot of things, red line, we're at a place of progress, but to our point, sports is where maybe you feel it even more than you should to some degree. Sport, sports is community. That's the greatest thing about it. Whether you are a fan of the, of the actual activity or not, it's community. It's bringing We're everybody in together. Right, same direction. Right, exactly. Every, everyone, like after 9-11, everyone's focused on the same thing. Right? What else makes you high-five someone in life? Correct. Right? Right. 
Mark <laughs> Wardinsky's here. You Matter is his movement. You can join the movement. Uh, you can find him out at Instagram. Find him at B-R-O-D-I-N-S-K-Y, uh, a.k.a. The Blade. And how many years were you The Blade? How many years did you work at Channel 13? 15 years. 15 years. And when did you leave? 2001 full-time and 2003 part-time. Oh, but my goodness. I, I worked it's been with two Jerry, decades. I worked with Jerry Turner, uh, my internship for, out of Towson. Really? I was, Jerry I, and Al? I wrote for the 6 and 11 newscast. While I was still interning, they had me start writing for the 6 and 11. And the, I'll never forget this first story I ever wrote. 11 o'clock news, Jerry Turner comes out of the studio afterwards. About a deer like in Minnesota or something. The cops are chasing him all around. And he comes out and he, he gets right in my face. He goes, son... Everyone in that studio was laughing at that story you wrote. You got it, kid. I mean, immediately went, huh? I called my mom. I'm like, Jerry Turner just told me. I got oh, it. Oh, man. It's one of the great, I still remember. I get chills when I, I talk about it. I love you telling me that. That's your gift today. Everyone has that. a story, right? Everyone has a story. I, I can so, tell you. So you, you know John Buren, obviously. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. John, don't listen to this one, okay? <laughs> so 1988, you had a promotion. Do you remember your promotion? So you want to be a sports guy? Okay. You remember the yeah, promotion? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. You, you, you obviously. Chris Ely was the yeah. I do remember was it. the winner, right? So in the <laughs> spring of 1988, I had a beautiful girlfriend, uh, Hi Sandra, who encouraged me. The promotion was write down in 25 words or less on a note card why you want to be a sports guy, and you guys picked like three dozen people to come in and read off a prompter about a Sugar Ray Leonard fight. And Moeller, I knew two or three of the people that were picked. Because I was working at the paper at the time. I was doing the scoreboard page, and I was covering high school sports. By the way, Tim Rittmiller was here, Dara Rittmiller's father, Parkville 1989. She was on my all-metro team. That was the guy talking to me. We came up. The father of a girl who's been listening to me for 32 years. He lives in, from Parkville, lives in Shrewsbury, here having a beer at Pappas and donating to the Maryland Food Bank. So that's how far back we're going. I was covering high school softball, 88, 89. And my girlfriend at the time encouraged me to write this. Gee, you can do it, you know? So I wrote a little thing. Hey, I do the scoreboard thing for the evening sun, and I want to wink and like that, like John Buren, right? So when I came over to do my audition, it was, I mean, I had a suit on, and, like, I'm trying to, like, and I look 12 years old, right? I look 12, <laughs> right? right? But I came in, and I really wanted Jerry Turner to be my foil, you know, the other person on the thing. But I, I got JB. And JB made me, you know, JB was trying to, you know, like calm me down a little bit and see me a little bit. But I wanted Jerry. No offense, John. You know, you were from San Francisco. I've gotten to know you since. I think Moeller got Al Sanders. I think his was oh. Al. You know what I mean? And... Moeller got to do his on TV. I never, they never called, they never called me back. Um, so I, all I have is the audition tape. And I put the audition tape up on Facebook. Thank you to Greg Landry at Towson Transfers for taking, what were those tapes called? Like, I, 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 that, it wasn't like a VHS. It was like this gigantic it was like thing. Ba- they were like beta tapes. Like, um, they weren't beta max. They were DVT, bigger than that. yeah. I forget they what were they were called. They were gigantic tapes, yeah. right? So uh, Greg Landry has resurrected that for me at Towson Transfers. But I was so disappointed I didn't get Jerry. I mean, Jerry's a legend, man. He so did, was Al. Did, by the, Both two legends. Dying on New Year's Eve that night. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. Like, I threw a party at my house. It was 1990, 91, like in that range. Mm-hmm. 
We threw a party on New Year's Eve the night that Jerry... Do you never forget where you were when Jerry Turner died? No. And Jerry and I were legends. I mean, they had the highest rated local newscast in the country. In the country? In the country. Nobody... And, and Jerry's 11 o'clock numbers, the ratings, nobody could touch it. He got bigger numbers than Cosby did. Isn't it amazing that Marty's still in the air every day? And, 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 and even Turk till last year. Like, it, it, it's... Um, that industry has been ravaged. People like you, good people like you that they could have used for the rest of your career because you matter, um, have been kicked out, like, to some degree. Um, but it, it must have been the best time of your life. No offense to what you're doing now. Mm-hmm. The people that work for me, I mean, Ray Bachman, always, he came on the show last at Papistan and Glen Burnie said, it's the greatest job ever working in media in that era. And I have a whole bunch of old sports writers that they call John Eisenberg was the Pappas in Parkville. He called it the glory era of media. Mm-hmm. Right, right? It was. I mean, like, it, it didn't feel like a job. Our For mo- any of us, right? Our, our morning show was radio on TV. It was all about ad lib. We did the news, did the weather, did the sports, but mistakes were opportunities for ad libs. We just had a great time. And we were entertaining people. And we were touching lives. And number one. And number one by a long shot. It was a talk about show. Don and Marty talk about show. Everybody talked about them. When my first daughter was born, I was only producer then, wasn't even on the air yet. Oh my God. I mean, she was more popular than I was. Uh, Sophie, it was, it was amazing. People come up to us from all over the place. I mean, it was the show. Um, and Mar- you know, Marty knows I love him. And Don, Scott, love Don sat with me at Ravens games until Chad Steele threw me out. So Don sat five feet behind me for 20 years until Chad Steele threw me out, my wife out specifically. Um, and, uh, I, you know, I grew up watching that show. I grew up in the 80s. I would leave. This is true. I would leave work at 6, 7 in the morning. Mm-hmm. I worked at the overnight shift at the Evening Sun. Put out the Evening Sun. We'd get off 6, 7 in the morning. I would get in my car, 501 North Calvert Street, right on the backside on Guilford. Sometimes my window would be bashed in. Sometimes it wouldn't. And I got in it, and I would listen to the Grease Man all the way back to Dundalk. And when I was really hungry, I'd, sometimes if it was early enough, I'd hit Denny's for a moons over my hammy uh, right there in front of the Kmart. But a lot of times I'd just go to McDonald's, get a big breakfast or whatever, and I would come home. And I would go to my house on Kane Street, and it was 7.49 in the morning, and Don and Marty put me to bed. <laughs> Everybody else is getting up. He's like, hey, we're going to have a hot one today. It's going to be 101. I'd be like, turn the air condition up. I want to get some sleep. I want to wake up. I'm going to go see Rush at the Capitol Center and review it tonight. I'm at it. it was a, that was a great life, but that time and the largeness of media and television, sort of early cable, but, you, I mean... And it launched what you're doing, right? Like every morning you were doing a You Matter story with Don and Marty. or There, there was always something for Be More Humane, right? Our, our show was so popular because you got to know the people who were doing the broadcasting. We talked we talk about our lives. Everybody wants to know your story. You were a Baba Booey. Yes, Baba Booey <laughs> from Howard Stern. Yep, you got that right. <laughs> Mark Bransky's here. He's doing You Matter. Um, he's doing it for Be More Humane. Talk about Be More Humane one more time in case they just got in the car and they're listening because we love our animals. Yeah, Baltimore Humane Society. You can, you can volunteer. You can donate. Matter, animals matter. They mean everything. Unconditional love. I mean, you can uh, volunteer your time. You can make donations. You can go and spend time with the animals. You can adopt help with animal. supplies, adopt an animal. My, my youngest daughter, Emily, is uh, not, from, not from Be Humane. She's in College Park right now, our final semester in Maryland. And she and two of her roommates are going to foster a dog this weekend. Fostering. Fostering. Okay. Yeah, okay, foster, sure. you can foster, too. You don't have to adopt. You can foster until an animal's adopted or just give them a break from the shelter. It's a couple of weeks with you 
in your house, getting them relaxed. I, I have mean, that's friends an that important, foster. Thanks for mentioning that. Important contribution. My friend Christina uh, Calabrese, John Keller, they foster dogs all the time, and they love fostering dogs. Yeah. They don't have children. They love fostering dogs. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a great thing to do. And like I said, dog is just God spelled backwards. You know, I love just, that. And if you, wanna, if you want me to make you cry, because you said you're looking for that, right? Okay, go ahead. All right. I'm not looking for that. I know. Well, my You Matter movement. So I've been giving out these cards to people for the past five years. Um, I got bigger ones, too, with postcards. I've been giving out these cards for five years. But <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, you can't imagine the reaction of, of people when you hand it to them. And so I got a quick story. It's part of my book. I'm publishing my oh, okay. You, my, my you Matter story. book. So I would have known this. I would have gotten a cup of Super Bowl, and I would have <laughs> sat here and said, Mark, tell me a story and let me eat. My wife's like, you're not eating enough this week. I'm like, that's oh, because I'm only talking and we're doing live radio. So give me your story. Yeah. I want to hear it for sure. I, I got my You Matter book going to be published by June. And so I give these cards out like the, I said to everybody. Well, a couple years ago, I do this at a grocery store. So I get this email that day. Now, you can see my email's not on the back of the card. This woman had to search me out after I handed her the card. So I sit down. It's a Sunday afternoon and says, hi, Mark. I'm sure you interact with tons of people daily, but on Sunday, July 31st, I rang you and your girlfriend up at Trader Joe's. As you left, you asked me my name, introduced yourself, and handed me your, your You Matter card. What you didn't know is that I have been in a really just bad place lately. I'm not where I wanted to be in my life at this point, and I recently started over both in my personal life and in school. It's been hard, really, really hard. And lately, it's all I've been able to do to just get out of bed and just show up. I spent a lot of time questioning why I'm sticking around and what the point of it all was. I needed the interaction we had today. I needed to be reminded that I had worth and a purpose. I needed a reason to keep holding on. I read your card and just cried in my car when I got off of work. I haven't felt like I really mattered for a while now, longer than I'd like to admit, so your words just really struck something within me. I don't know if you hand out these cards to everyone or if somehow you sense that I just needed some kind of sign, but thank you so much. I've been struggling to simply get through each day. Your incredibly kind gesture meant more to me than you know. Thank you so, so much. You just may have saved a life today. I got the email. I emailed her back. I said, I'm here for you, sent her the suicide hotline, didn't know what was going on. A few months later, I'm thinking about the book, and I reached out, I found her email, and I said, I want to check in, how you doing? Hi, Mark, I appreciate you checking in. My life has drastically improved, honestly. I'm in such a better place, it's almost unbelievable. If you had asked me over the summer, I didn't think I was going to make it to New Year's. A seemingly small gesture from you probably saved me. Hard. Uh, Your card has stayed in my wallet since that day. I made a lot of decisions over the past few months to better my life and to work hard on surrounding myself with people who support me. It's like night and day. I'm currently training to become a volunteer EMT firefighter. I've changed work environments. I've changed the people I surround myself with and so many other things. It's not all sunshine and rainbows of all the time, of course, but I've realized that there are things that are worth hanging on for. You bumped into me on one of the very worst days in a very dark period of my life and gave me a reason to look around and see the good. And I'm forever grateful to you and appreciative of you for that. So you just don't Stupid know. Stupid card, right? Just a little card, you right? You don't know what people just are going through. Just a little card, through. right? Just a little card, just two words. The deepest principle of human nature is the craving to be appreciated. You never know where people are in their journey when you meet them. You, you look at someone and you're like, oh, they're doing fine, or they're mean. or what, I've given this to people who 
were not really being nice to me. And you watch what happens when they look at those two words. They're not being nice to you because they don't feel appreciated. Something right. else is going on in their life. It's never, the problem's never the problem. It's always three layers below that. You don't know where people are. Why wouldn't I do this? Right. Why wouldn't I? It's, a, it's a, something that I believe in. And but the animals too, right? It's the same thing. Animals matter. Humans matter. Everyone's got a story and everybody matters. Mark Brodinsky making connections around here and trying to get me over the 10 cry limit here this week. Uh, you Matter is the movement. We are at Pappas. The Soup Matters here. There's a cup of Super Bowl. The Maryland Food Bank is the beneficiary. Um, Danny's over here chowing out. He stopped working and recording me. They brought him some food. Fred's here for Special Olympics. I can't wait to get Danny on. Danny, take your time. I don't want, we're not in any hurry, brother. It's all good. I'm on Danny time. I've been on Danny time since I met him 25 years ago. That's my dude. Um, so we are going to have some other folks stop by. Catch a Lift's going to be here. I want to shout out Tim Rittmiller here for uh, his daughter. I can't believe she's not 17 anymore, but it was 35 years ago. So she's 50. Mm. So she's like me. She's wow. old. Uh, so we'll, she's teaching. I, uh, she should hook out and come out here and hang out. Paige Kerner from the Red Devils. Robbie's first base. John Brothers from T. Rowe Price. I think I'll have some stadium naming questions for him. Yeah. Um, Sherry Bailey, who says she's fun, is going to come by in a 3 o'clock hour from Layla's Gift. Andrew's Laughing Gas. I'm going to cry in the 4 o'clock hour. And then uh, Kathy Thompson's going to be here to pick up the um, Maryland Food Bank Hall for the UMCS Food Pantry. I am giving out a Maryland Lottery Scratch-Offs. Danny is now 18. He gets one. Uh, Fred's going to get one. Uh, everybody that's going to... Tim's going to get one. Everybody's going to... You matter, right? You get one. One for oh, you. It's one. like Oprah. Cool. You didn't work with Oprah Channel 13, right? I just missed her. It was a couple years late. I did interview for her show, though, but she wasn't there that day. Gail King was. I, they flew me to Chicago. I had a connection, went in an interview to be a producer. Oprah was not there that day. If you Oprah were... had been there, I would have had a job. I know 100% when she found out from Baltimore, worked at Jay-Z, and we connected because, look. She's Oprah. Why wouldn't you want to work with me? Why wouldn't you want to work with Oprah? <laughs> exactly. We would have... We I would have been working there, but it's, everything happens for a reason. You get gonged by Gail King? Pretty much, after she read my, sh- my show ideas, right? Oh. You had to bring ideas with you for the show, and then... Uh, yeah, you wouldn't have been any help at Oprah or anything, doing all these tearjerkers and trying, all, to, trying right? to be a yeah. good guy. I mean, <laughs> gosh. Thanks, bro. Hey. You the, matter. I appreciate you. The, this you, is for you. you. Yeah, I don't want any gifts. For doing all you, the, the, you've done me. this I'll week. Take it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, something for you to have. Hold on. What do you, you give me a book? Is it a book? It's a book. It's a book. All right. Mm. I, I shook it up. Yeah, like it, <laughs> you know, I don't get a whole lot of gifts. So I know when, you don't. So I when, when, I get, when I get gifts and packages, the first thing I do, shake it. You know, that's what everybody does. I appreciate everything you've been doing. Love life. There you go. Well, is this your book? It's not my book. That's a book I thought you would enjoy. On the coffee table, you and Everyday Jen. life is laced with special occasions, not just here or there, or now and then, but everywhere and all the time. Grabbing hold of this simple idea is like winning a front row ticket to the grandest adventure at all. So come along, savor the journey, feel the sun on your face and the wind in your hair. Be thrilled when you make a new friend. Be swept away if you found a new love. Laugh and cry at weddings. Dance the night at every anniversary. Cherish your family, your work. Roll around on the floor with the kids and your pets. Uh, Look forward to all your birthday mornings. And with every sunrise, start your life anew. For it's true. The more you love life, the more it will love you right back. There Thanks, you go. man. I appreciate yep. that. That will go in my coffee table book, and I'm, I, I'll be sure to not spill coffee on it, any Royal Farms or anything else. All right. I am Nestor. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We are at Pappas in Cockeysville. 
I wouldn't say don't go to Bel Air or Parkville or Glen, but just don't go there today looking for me. Come here looking for me and bring me some canned goods for the Maryland Food Bank. My thanks to The Blade for hanging out. My thanks to everybody for coming out and supporting us this week for all we're doing. It is Crab Cake Row. It is Soup or Bowl Week. So come and uh, take advantage of that.